and welcome to the Music Challenge Podcast Season 2. And uh, I'm back here with uh, our panel of hosts, uh, Jed. Hey, guys. What's I'm up, here. Jed? What have, you been doing? what have you been doing off-season? Did you have any solo projects oh, or off-season? Like uh so, solo projects. Well, I just picked up go on Elmer's glue off of the floor that I saw fall over. You got uh, addicted to Elmer's glue? No, I mean we got it. We got a dog a while ago. Oh, and, that's right. You that's know, right. occupying yeah. children. This is still COVID. COVID times, but yeah, COVID times. That's why along. we we, we, went, we went mini golfing the Zoom, by today. The way. We went over Putt, to putting. the lake house for a little while. Yeah, just the lake house. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Trying to lay low, but. Gotcha. Yeah, we're back now and looking forward to another season. Cool, cool. And we have Rob. Hey guys, um, good to be back. I've been, you know what I've been doing, Drew, is I've been missing doing our podcast. That's what I've been <laughs> me doing too, man. In our off time, but no, that's why we um, had to blow off some steam with one podcast. We had to be, like, uh, we were like, screw it, we got to do one. Absolutely, I've been digging a lot, listening to a ton of music too, yeah. um, and. Uh, ready to roll hanging oh yeah i think so i know so let's do it all right and uh part of our season two twist this year is that we will uh we're gonna have some uh sitting consultants and uh uh you know we're gonna add some flavor to this thing and uh see how it rolls so uh i'd like to introduce kevin uh how you doing man doing fantastic i'm very glad to be here thank you so much for having me Excellent, excellent. Uh, Rob, how do we know Kevin? So Kevin has been, I mean, for, it's got to be three decades or close to three decades has been in my life, but we've seen 25 years an insane amount of music over the years. And he is a unbelievable music mind. Um, And we have referred to him in previous podcasts, I'm sure. We just didn't say his name, but here he is. And you guys are going to absolutely love him. And he's a music encyclopedia. It's unbelievable. So anyway, Kevin Foss, longtime friend, bunch of shows. Love the dude. Welcome, guys. Thank you, Rob. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you. Nice, nice. Uh, golf clap. Thank you. Um, uh, actually, I, I, I first remember Kevin from uh, a show at Deer Creek in 1996, where I was just standing next to him, and he just made me feel welcome for the entire second set of the show. Those were the days. So, those were wow. the days. Those were the days. So, um, being neighborly, Kevin. Oh, geez. Like, who are you? I think we're sleeping in the same campsite. Like, <laughs> oh, that must be why we're standing here. Exactly. In, in, exactly. In, it's one big in, family. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, absolutely. So, um, so what we're doing tonight as part of our, you know, for what we're doing for season two is uh, we're doing musical ultimates. Uh, what we mean by this is the most, best, and your favorites. In other words, your, uh, your uh, best uh, love making song. Something like that. But what are some examples, guys? Your favorite, like, a dri- uh, like your favorite driving song or favorite driving driver, song. guilty pleasure, guilty Absolutely. pleasures. Uh, the only thing I can think of is obscene things. We still need to um, narrow it down. We've got a long, long list. We got a long list, but the 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 fact is, we're gonna have a different category every week for a while. But 
but send us your ideas because you know we'll obviously you know we did a couple albums last year that people sent in and drew what is it what is our email address this is uh music challenge pod at gmail.com there it is send us your ideas music challenge pod and we started to hear from quite a few fans at the end of the year last year and it was awesome uh i should know hit us up on instagram too like there's we have the uh, you know a not a barely music challenge pod at in instagram.com or <laughs> do we really like throwing some stuff that? That? yeah i throw some like stuff us. out there uh i tell you what here's the big deal go to our facebook page just search music challenge podcast and and like us and you will receive every post i put out there about the show about you know shit who's gonna be on it what we're gonna talk about uh i put up other little music news stuff now uh and then i'll probably start putting up erotica or something no i won't do that, no but, uh, he's gonna he's gonna put up a couple bio bios and we'll have kevin's bio up there as well right yeah 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 we're gonna I mean, you know we gotta make it real information for sure well, and i think that and, uh i think jed needs to have the instagram page and become the influencer for this podcast right uh, maybe i do uh, maybe that maybe i need to add add that to my uh to my lifestyle label. i think so yeah, it's part of okay. the jed brand maybe yes. later the end, i think is what we're going for yes. exactly yeah. <laughs> this this is how old this is how old I am. I have an Instagram account and I have no idea how it works. Uh, Amen, brother. However, I, I keep have posting. No idea. I have. I, I don't keep know posting what ours, I, but I don't even know how to look at it. I follow maybe a half dozen accounts, and I think one of them is my kid. You know. <laughs> well, I think you should follow well, to, Music Challenge Pod. To, to be <laughs> to be honest, there's just scantily clad girls that pop up on my feed and i'm like holy cow that's the only it's crazy i follow uh like cars weed I have, I have two account i have two accounts i have like that a would be awesome. account, and then i've got one that's just for like art and cars and dude your oh, dog has an account weed. my dog has an account too i don't that's know I, my wife started that one i don't remember what it's called You're kidding me. Um, and you have kids right yeah i've got two little right? ones okay seven and nine and i've i've homeschooled like them me. or like not homeschooled I'm, we're all in the mindset he weaned them right but uh no i i <laughs> i've been an at-home parent i've been the at-home parent for most of that time in the That's truest sense it, am i right you. i did it for nine time. months um it damn it, near broke me um yeah is it a lot of work i mean is it crazy it's unbelievable dude because it's no satisfaction whatsoever i'll I'll say this one was one was marvelous she is a uh was quite quite an easy child and then our second has like a long list of issues (laughs) challenges and uh has been very very hands-on so it's good that i had the opportunity to be able to do this this entire time because i don't know how the hell we would have done it if both of us were one kid's a water full time i'm a i'm a a a a realtor too and uh i've done various things over the years so like it made sense for me chef to to bounce out and yeah i was a pastry chef as well well once you're a chef you're always a chef how am i just finding out that you were a he was a pastry chef (laughs) folks how did i just find this out he worked at dunkin donuts (laughs) <laughs> Time to make the donuts. He had a mustache. Tell me this. Tell us this. 
<laughs> Tell us this, Drew. What's what, that? What is the subject of tonight's podcast? Oh, we didn't even get to that. Uh, the subject of tonight's podcast is musical blind spots. Uh, each one of us has nooks and crannies of which we should have explored due to our state of existence and or or music. maybe we just missed in jed's case right he's just not just old enough missed it yeah I, he, that's that's true and it's not true and i think that's we'll true the cure that. have been pumping forever we'll, so. we will right. get into that a little bit down the road here when i'm sure oh myself. very nice very nice so each one of us is chose is we or we, we picked our own we kind of picked our own we kind of got you know we went for, you know, whatever, but each one of us picked a band and we kind of followed it down the, you know, I don't know, checked it out. And uh, we're going to get our our viewpoints on it. So we're going to go round table here and uh, talk about uh, what were our particular musical blind spots. Rob, what was your blind spot? So these are bands that, you know, people would tell you about you know, a thousand times or multiple people would tell you about, and you should listen to, you never got around to it. You weren't into that thing at that point in time. Well, my band was a band called Built to Spill. And Built to Spill first popped into my life, you know, 20, 25 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. I worked at a music club in Chicago. Shubas. Um, great, great place. Yeah, uh, Shubas, amazing place. But our 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 talent buyer at the time uh, who I won't mention, but was a great dude and completely different than me. Super indie um, like hipster before, like they were really hipsters. Um, so he had, he was a huge fan of built spill and other friends had mentioned them to me. And I just wasn't in that space at that time. It was weird anyways. And I knew I should listen to him. And I have folks who've talked about it. We all listen to so much freaking music, but you know, there's something that you just pops in your head and you don't listen to built spills me. So I, I love doing these things because I almost like beat myself up and, and I listened to the first record I listened to was um, keep it like a secret. And apparently one of their built to spill um, keep it built, like a secret okay right so one of their one of their biggest records but i heard like the first three songs and i was like oh my god i love this and then i start beating myself up right like i'm just like you how idiot. are you beating yourself up I, well i'm just you know what i'm saying like, like damn it idiot. i haven't listened to yeah. this is that what you're right saying? and i and i could have seen them live and because folks sure. obviously we've talked yes. about we like see a lot of live yes. music so i could have seen them live and then you go like do some research and read about them live and and people are like oh they were amazing live and and um doug march would just go off on his guitar and he i mean basically so here's my here's my rap on built to spill um another band i i know peripherally but don't know enough of is called pavement and they they remind me of that sound, if you know that sound, but a little more edgy. Uh, like, and I, the other end of the spectrum would be Sunny Day Real Estate, not that hard edge, but that kind of attitude almost. And um, jammy, heavy guitar. I, I know, like, it wasn't, wasn't he, like, working hard to try to emulate Jay Maskis and, and, and Dinosaur Jr.? 
And it's, it's just in you, it's, it's more polished than that, but that like crunchy, it's, it's really good. So back to, you can can tell it's really, I mean, they spend a lot of time detailing out what they're doing. I mean, it is not as, it's not as raw as Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> it's like, no, I mean, God, and, it's, it's more like Dinosaur Jr. sort of like, it's very raw. Really, really delicate, you know, like everything is really precise it, with them. It, it, it's very, it's very, oh, it's Nanny almost Snails like, is all done in garage band. It, it, it's yeah. almost proggy tight, you know, it's, it's, I don't know, it's, Stitchful. I like it. What is, what do you, what, what were your thoughts on Built to Spill, Kevin? Well, I listened to those first, like those three big albums of theirs. And I started with the first gotcha. one. So that is. Uh, there's nothing wrong me, with love. Mean, there's nothing wrong with love. I started there. Gotcha. And so gotcha. I felt there was a rawness about that album. Like I could see, I could see where, I could see where people would dig it. And where the sound was coming yeah. from, too, right? Like where it would progress, right? You know? And so, keep it like a secret was like the jammier version of that, is what it felt like. It had more of those intricate composed right. parts. The effect it of it, though, was that it made me want to listen to Dinosaur Junior, <laughs> which right. I did. did. So did my band. That's, that's what <laughs> happens to me all the time when we're doing right. And then, which is a which is a great. It's great that it does that. I love that because you said that, and I immediately listened to that Dinosaur Junior record, and I was like, I get it, but damn, is this raw and yeah. like just he some of those notes in like crunches that Jay Maskus would rip yeah. on. It was like he didn't give a fuck. Like he's just like, Rawr. it was it's crazy, but cool. Right. I and the one regret I think for me about that period of time is that i didn't really grab any of that music i was so down what period of time is like late 90s really like the mid to late 90s you know i was really kind of discovering the jam band stuff and so all that kind of epic indie shit that happened around that time i just missed yeah Uh, right so in that way i really like i a lot like you built a spill had been kind of like, Hey, you should listen to them. You should check them out based on what else you like. I blind spot for me too. So it was interesting to kind of discover that. (laughs) And then when talking about it with Jed earlier, he had mentioned modest mouse, which I honestly, Jed, I had never like those guys could be sitting in a room next to me. I would not know who the hell they are. But then I stumbled upon a playlist in it. Like I recognized the one big song with the, with the riff. Um, Right. But it was decent. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like, let me turn this off. I looked back and there were 10 or 15 songs I'd listened to. So they were, I mean, it was decent. Right. Yeah, there was like and, one album I like of theirs that I've like that still is in my rotation. But like, it was one of those bands where I listened to them for a while. But and when I know I, when I went when I hit up 
built to spill at like that that was the reference i didn't go to dinosaur jr but like i sort of went to like that album i get them i get the modest mouse thing and i know them peripherally and i know that they're supposed to be like they're pretty highly regarded but i think it's like that for their musicianship about that like really really specific like tightness totally no it's like you know these guys are assholes about playing like oh totally right like there is no sloppiness going Uh, on I think about stuff like it's funny you say that because when as I was listening to Built to Spill and they're not this edgy, this hard, anywhere near this hard, but like Helmet was like super tight, yeah, metal intensely. In, yeah. in in Paige Hamilton, I think the guitarist's name was, used to like make them like, no, you got it wrong, go back, and it was until it was just absolute perfection, like. Called rehearsal. I mean, there's a ton, there's right. a ton of music. Compulsive I mean, disorder. My, I went down a, I went down <laughs> a rabbit hole. That's what we did in symphony bands. So. Good call, Kevin. I went down like a rabbit hole a couple years ago, where my 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 brother-in-law is a metal guitarist, and his brother is a what like a again? Double, How a double, am I just I love this. A finding pedal, out about this? A double pedal drummer, like oh super just. Like, I mean, like. Yeah, just a machine. The guy's a fucking machine. No and, shit. Uh, oh and I like went down the whole like what dream the? theater and like the create oh, the creative metal. Dude, all, those, that, all those just yeah. like crazy proggy, just like, like the I don't hair know band. I can't keep up it's with like the metal. Prog hair band almost. But yeah, like I feel like it's like it's prog metal that, for in my brain. Is, yeah. yeah. But, but those and those guys are insanely talented. I can't necessarily get my head around Dream Theater, but there's some other stuff. Um I don't know why I, that was I mean that was like maybe the first one but, I picked. Sure. Up, but, but I I did go to uh like what was it called? Tell me they had helmet in there. Oh, I definitely knew, like had known helmet throughout the years. But uh, gr- uh, sleepy time gorilla museum. I was listening to that for a little I, while. I am it's not like a familiar. wild little small. I don't know. Blind, blind spot. There are so many. They're all over the place. <laughs> um, <laughs> no shit. Cool. Excellent. So, there? So, Where are we there, Andy? So it's so that's built. To Andy, that's that's, what? that's he reads the screen. I did that's read my the screen sh- and I was like, oh my God, I've never called him Andy in my life. <laughs> that's my spiel on Built to Spill, folks. Yeah. All right. So Built to Spill was Rob's blind spot. Anyways, so who's who's going to do their blind spot minutes. next here? Hey, Kevin. Sure. Sure. Um, so being, um, being a big music fan, I have this weird kind of almost embarrassing blind spot that is Radiohead. Um, and not that I missed all of Radiohead. I basically, like I started radio, like I got into Radiohead via in rainbows. So I love that. I basically like, I basically missed the bends through hail to the thief. And so that was the path that I chose to really focus on. Sweet. Right. Exactly. Right. And that, that is Says that's you. amazing. That's an amazing string of absolutely goddamn exactly. albums, and 100%. I'm so exactly it, it. It warms my heart that like you do. You were texting me, guys. He was texting me, and you gotta understand the music prowess of Kevin Foss. Like he's one. We have a lot of music friends, but he's one that's like a sage. And he was texting me stuff about my god, this is awesome. And if it's like if he thinks it's awesome, and he should have listened to it. He's going to say, dude, I fucked up. It's fucking awesome. And that's what he, he was like. This is 
freaking awesome. And he's like, I'm giving it the headphone treatment. I mean, you guys all remember when Radiohead <laughs> first caught you. Obviously, I'm a freak of a Radiohead fan. And that's why it's odd that our friend Kevin Foss, great friend for two plus decades, who we've seen a ton of music with, isn't familiar with that era and i know why so anyways kevin well, go on yeah i mean basically i i spent so much time just in other musical rabbit holes that this was one that i knew i probably would like and i just i didn't have the headspace for it at the time you know and so sure. I, I, i'm just gonna say right now the three of us rob kevin and i we're following fish all through the nineties and not there just following go. them uh, and like almost pathologically. Devoting. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. I would call it pathological yes. in, in some ways. I would call it pathological. <laughs> however, it never fell short uh, and, in the nineties. It's true. And doing, and doing all the things that you do on fish tour. Like did, sure. we didn't, it wasn't like, like knitting knitting with people. Knitting. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, macrame was a big thing of mine. I don't Camping. Know, yeah, making, uh, you know, potholders and stuff. Like exactly. That. The arts and crafts um, scene was off the chain. Ceramics. Sure. Incense. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, oh so, so, so yeah it, so, uh, it left this so that's how we missed a lot of music Go and it ahead. left this period of time where i basically i knew it was good music in the back of my head but that's where it stayed and sure. so i this was the most perfect opportunity for me to dive head first into this because i knew that i would have the biggest of radiohead fans to talk about it with first um right <laughs> <laughs> it, but the so I basically the uh, the first album, Pablo Honey, Creeps, whatever. It is what it is, but I, I didn't really care about, about that album. Um, and so I started with the Benz. And obviously, when you hear a song like Fake Plastic Trees, you realize, okay, this guy has figured it out songwriting-wise. Right. Like that, yeah. I mean, um, you know, going back and looking at it, he said at that point in time, this was kind of like the I figured it out song. Sure. He found his voice and it's like there are a couple other songs that really like kind of took me on that album were my iron long and bulletproof. Um oh, right? right. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. My iron lung. So Kevin, here's the here's the trip about my iron lung. Uh, my folks, I've seen Radiohead like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 times. And um and they they'll they'll play songs and then they'll retire them like some of the jam bands that we used to go see and they retired my iron lung for a good chunk and now this last tour they did they were playing it and it was just fucking wonderful live outstanding. wonderful outstanding and so that would to me was a great introduction to this band and i was really right. geeked and then then obviously next you have okay computer which well, you know um what's not to love about it i mean you know all of the like all the big songs on there it was clearly like even at the time i knew subterranean homesick aliens uh, paranoid yeah, android song. uh paranoid Power android Police, electioneering absolutely um for oh, yeah, sure Power police was huge even on the radio right? yeah right, i right, mean in those right. so i knew i don't reference them as a radio band but like oh, they yeah. had a decent amount of ra radio oh play. yeah they did yeah they and, did. The, and, a, and a shout out in clueless you're right. You're right. You're right. You know what? <laughs> I love that movie. However, don't really, wasn't paying attention to the music much. 
<laughs> so one of those girls recently died, which is a sad thing. But oh, yeah, yeah. You know, the uh, the African American. Yes, you're right. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, go oh, ahead. so continue. Okay, computer. So yeah, so okay, computer. Um, that one. It was like it, I listened to it, and I knew it was great when I was listening to it. But it it yeah. it um it was almost for me it was actually almost a, like kind of a, a lead in to frankly what I think is the best one which is Kid A what allowed him dude and Kid A Ke- is fucking awesome that's the one Kevin Foss that is the one Kevin, for me. and that's and folks this is why this yeah. is why Kevin Foss is a musical freaking encyclopedia in like super music mind because that is the best Radiohead album. It mine mine waffles because I'm a crazy Radiohead fan. But when it all comes down to it, if somebody said you can take one Radiohead record to a desert island, that would be the motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. Ahead, well, I, I listened to I listened to four of them this this week just in like kind of click through. And I yeah. stopped and listened to Kid A twice. <laughs> so Dude, like, oh yeah, it's been when I hear the start of that album, it just man, shit, down my spine. You can listen to that. That's national anthem. Well, right? what I have, the first it's song. the first three. That, that oh. is uh, that everything that? in its place. That's- Kid A and then national anthem. And what I have for my notes for this album, yes. our first three songs, as good as it gets. Um, yes. Like yeah, those first it. three. I mean, it really is that's the like that's the spiking of the football that's the victory lap that's right. the okay now we're the drop. greatest fucking thing since sliced bread like those three songs right. and yeah. i actually right. like i i got like i a song like national anthem that bass line what they did to it like the most incredible like driving baseline and then they wrap this cacophony Absolutely. of sound around it the horns the, the like, horns the, oh yeah like the screeching Doom. guitar like all of it it's it you can visually see them wrapping the, the sound vocals. around it though and it everything works so perfectly i think it's it's right now it's my favorite radiohead song and i'm not sure they've made a better one um yeah dude, uh, but it's also i'm open to the possibility like a lot of other bands it's based on your mood, based on all of the other things. Totally. You just, you know, you're feeling a mood, and some days it's going to be this song. Yeah, no doubt. Some days it, it's going to be it no rotates. Yeah. I want to say that, like, this happened uh, yesterday morning. I was going somewhere, and the kid had the phone in the back, and she was playing some dumb thing, so I couldn't play with through Bluetooth. So I was looking through my, like, you know, my small little stack of CDs that I still keep in there. And Kid A fell out like after I'd already listened to it, and like I plunked that in because my kid's nine and she's cool and like sure. she likes a lot of good music. And yeah, like it just starts out, and she's like within like 15, 20 seconds, she's like, "What is this?" I was like, "It's Radiohead, babe." Yes, her brain this has is, been tuned. This, this is, is really it. cool. And then, and then. Uh, and then her little sister maybe turn it off. But yeah, like it, it struck the nerve in a nine-year-old that was Heck like, yeah. who likes good music? And she was just like, like instantly like, yes, this is, I recognize this thing as really good. The frontal lobe was it, tickled. It, yeah. It, it catches people and it catches you differently. And that back to, so that song, the first song that caught me by Radiohead was a song called Morning Bell.
I don't, I remember exactly where I was when it caught me. I was in my friend Missy's Jeep and I heard it and I was like, I've heard it before. I was like, God damn, this is a good song. So then I just obviously dug into Kid A and, you know, every song caught me at a different point, but the national anthem and Kevin, I am sitting next to you the first time you see Radiohead live. I need to. I, I, I like that's yeah. some that's something on my bucket list. I I will sit next to you at, her, at your first radio show. I want I want to see if, it. I want to be. If there. there's a way to that see happened, them again, line, I will. I'd wear a raincoat if I were I'll, you. I'll <laughs> crusty it up for sure. Um, no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, and I do. I, I do regret not seeing them at the United Center. And I did send you those links, right, Rob? Of yeah, mm-hmm. and so um, yeah, did. my buddy Joel, um, you know, grabbed uh, both of those shows, and they sound decent. Um, and wow, you know, so I mean, basically, I and one of the coolest things about um, the way I got into Kid A is that I was in an obnoxiously long line for a Popeye spicy chicken sandwich. Damn, yes. dude. That's yes, a payoff right? at the end. That's awesome. what I'm talking that is about. Payoff. So I, I decided, I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to throw on Kid A. Like, I got done listening to OK Computer while I was fishing. It was cool. I was on my way back. I was going to get a spicy chicken sandwich. And the place by Hell me yeah. has one of those, like, 10-car yeah. drive things. So I was like, I don't care. I'm going to listen to Kid A and whatever, man. I'll get to the end of the dumb line and pick up a couple of sandwiches, right? Hell yeah. And I, I cemented my love for Kid A um, with the spicy chicken sandwich. It was amazing. It, just gets, it, it, it keeps getting louder and louder as yes. you get like a little closer to the end and then you're like, oh yeah, shit, it's exactly. super loud right here. I mean, Optimistic was another song. I uh, I just, that blew my mind. Um, yeah, that, that a, album was amazing. That's an amazing And then I, I, what did, oh. what about like Idiotech? Like what's your, what's your take on? I mean, it's, on that. It's fine. I think I let, you know, I, I guess I don't know the album well enough. Um, I probably need a couple more listens, you know, it's like, I get a lot of like, I get a lot of what they're trying to do. And I, what I find myself hearing in other bands now is other bands trying to sound like them. Oh, right. Oh yeah. And here's the, this is a really good. uh, Radiohead was an archetype of, Absolutely. I mean, they're they're like the point of the umbrella, you know, whatever. So, you know, everything that came after them is devoted to them. You know, they don't really have competitors. So sorry, Rob. No, that's okay. So, so they owed their record label. I believe this is how the story goes. They owed their record label one more or two more records. I think it was two more. Um, And, so they recorded, I believe, Kid A and Amnesiac at the same mm-hmm. time. And they released them a year apart from each other. But Kid A was released in 2000 and OK Computer was released in 97. So I'm assuming the the record label was tapping their foot like, you need to get, yeah. get an album to us. And they dropped Kid A. And the dude that was in charge of their space or whatever said and this is a really cool quote i can't believe it came from a record executive but he said um the idea wasn't to bring radiohead towards the middle 
it was to bring the middle towards Radiohead. And they did that with Kid A. Like, they introduced that, like, um, digital, like, crazy kind of... They, they forced it down people's throats, I think, basically. And then, like Kevin said, all these people that followed are trying to replicate that in some way. And they're only replicating like a piece of it, right? So there's bands that sound like Radiohead songs that sound like this. And there's bands that sound like Radiohead songs that sound like that. Um, but nobody can do all of that, you know? I tell you what, why don't we uh, wrap it up here for a moment? And uh, as usual, or not as usual, because I don't want them to get used to it. But Rob, what should we go? Hey, Kevin, what should we go out on? Song-wise. There you go. Oh, the yeah, national Kevin. anthem, the baseline of the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's oh, yeah. right. That's the only just, thing. Do, 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 right? Yeah. That's right. Speaking that's of baselines. Right. All right. Uh, so we're going to take it out on the national anthem, and uh, we'll see you on the other side of this break. Uh, you're listening to the Music Challenge podcast, and see you in a few. See you in a few, guys. Bye. Bye. Remember, everyone, we want you to submit your formative four. Tell us the musical seeds that set you on your path, and we might review one of your albums right here on the air. You can get on our blog at musicchallenge.fireside.fm or email us at musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Also, you can slip into our DMs at musicchallengepod on Instagram. Come as close to four as you can, but if you need more or less, that's all right, too. Remember... MusicChallengePod at gmail.com and you can hear us discuss one of your albums. spots uh and we just listened to ween 
What song we just listened to? We listened to Mutilated Lips. Mutilated Lips. Yes, we listened to Mutilated Lips. And uh, Ween happens to be my blind spot uh, for a number of reasons. Um, First of all, I I just freaking missed him. Uh, Jeb, what do you got to say about this? You seem like you had something to put. Oh no, I, I, I mean, I think, I think it's a like, a, like three of us love Ween. Absolutely, the odd man out, and so, and like, there's such a weird little. I don't know. I have no I, reference other. Than I would that. say they're idiosyncratic. The they're, size of audiences that I've been to Ween shows, like how big, like how many people listening to this know Ween. Like, I have no clue. Right. Um. Yeah. There's such a. There's such an odd dedicated fan base there is some it is a dedicated fan base there is some geeky geeky fans in i I mean fans like you were going to say jed a a couple decades right yeah i mean they were like early night like early 90s yeah i mean the early stuff came out even late 80s early 90s uh like that uh God said, God ween Satan, the original, like yeah, yeah. their demo or whatever, came out in 89 or Which something is just like, like that. A, kind of a crazy punk show. Right? Yeah, yeah. I listened to the live version of that, uh, which came out in 2016, and uh, um, was like, okay. So that was a punk ween for sure. Now, there, I had heard some ween before, and that was like sure. the Vic in Chicago like that that DVD which was uh, a great cross section of their lives stuff some of me. my favorite ween that i've heard but uh not particularly what i listened to for this survey uh so i listened to chocolate and cheese <laughs> great that's the name of it mhm okay is. i did hit it i hit it i hit it uh i i can't do a track by track rundown uh, but, um, I mean, frankly, uh, Rose Ziffrey, something I freaking loved off of it. Um, and am I right in saying that Fish played that song? Oh, yeah. It's a staple. Yeah. Yeah, they still play it. Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, Not it was song played. constant, but, yeah, like, it is a 3.0 it's song. About a, about a once in 10 show song. Saw, show song. Um, but uh, in any case, um, so like I was looking, I don't know what I was looking for and why I was particularly looking for it out of Ween, except I, I thought it was kind of what I remembered. But, you know, I was looking for like, you know, thick jams. And uh, right. frankly, uh, <laughs> that's not what Ween does. Well, it, it, uh, not it. Not, look, you can extend the definition all you want. However, I mean, what they do is uh, just not in that type of realm, you know. But but they go ahead. Would you not say that Ween is a different studio band than they are a live band? And I think Absolutely. there's more oh, definitely. more of a improvisational contingent with Ween live than there is in the studio, almost a la, here it comes, here it comes, a la Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin was a different band in the studio than they were live, and that's why they are the best rock and roll band ever. That anyway, is a conversation for a different day, I guarantee you that, <laughs> anyways, because I'm not sure I agree with okay, it. I had, so. I had to sneak it in. No, it's okay. We'll talk about Zeppelin, that. But your premise is, uh, I, I don't know where I sit with that. Well, I'm just saying that they were different in the studio than they were Green live. is totally different in Absolutely. the studio than they were live. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
for sure. They are a very intricate band in the studio and uh, very much based on the narrative, um, which is, you know, one thing that, I mean, if we're talking about personal preferences here, and I this is my blind spot right. as I'm talking about it, sure. is uh, I hardly ever listen to lyrics. Uh, so like, yeah, that's a ch- I, I discovered that while we were listening to some of it. And I was yeah, like, Jed did my first like intro to uh, not my first I, intro to Wayne, but I, we, I was over at his house a couple of weeks ago, and he put some on, and I was and like, like, "This is my favorite song, <laughs> like my favorite Ween song ever." Which one? Buenos Aires, amigo. I had oh. no idea what it was. <laughs> it's like an eight, an eight minute story, like right. very eight minute tale. story. And the thing is, he puts it on and walks away. Full on. And I was, and I, I said no, to it, I, I said no to idea. his wife. So I said to his wife, I was like, "Is this Jed's favorite Ween song?" <laughs> and she said, "Apparently," and. uh and we just sat there and kind of listened to it in silence. Or I don't know. I couldn't even focus on it. Matter of fact, I don't even think I made it to the end of the song before I left. I didn't leave because of it. I didn't leave because of it. That's when we realized, like, oh, yeah, like, he doesn't, I, he can sometimes not even hear lyrics. Like, it's right. so, so that, lyrically important. We have, another, yeah. we have another dear friend that has said that to me almost exactly the same. And I don't like. I love lyrics. I love like vocals, but and I, that's part of that's part of the gag of it. You know, like that's part of the gag. Like for, the well, for, like, for Ween, it is the yes. the entire gag because seventy five percent of the songs are dick jokes, right? Or and, uh, yeah, I think I think we're I think I think that's an it, overstatement. It, but. Yeah, that's right. an exaggeration. <laughs> Let's count it up because I had to go through three of them. The on um, this I, I think there's I think there's. Yeah, I mean, I, I could I could compare it to like a tenacious D. I mean, sure. like they, like a little bit. There's a there's not a bit of that. that. Not to or that fish, extreme, or, but right. there's not an extreme. But there's a there's a taste of humor sure. in almost everything oh, yeah. they do, in the, with okay. references to stuff that came. Before. So one thing I did in introspect, you know, kind of a real listen to on was uh, 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 the album uh, The Mollusk, and I gotta say, I like like Kevin, like what you said. Um, it kind of is about your mood. It's kind of about oh. your, you know, where are you at the moment? And uh, the thing is, I heard mutilated lips, and I was immediately attracted to it. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna really give. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, yeah! I don't know why people are giggling. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna launch myself into this album, and I gotta admit, I found it really creative, sure. and uh, and really um, was like, wow, this. is this is some cool ass shit. It's got Johnny on the spot. Mm-hmm. And um, waving my dick in the wind. Exactly. <laughs> so here's exactly. Here's the only exactly. non mollusk song on And it, and there. it was on the, the live album. Theme. Yes. Yeah. So Kevin, what's your what's your what's your take on Ween? I know you'd know your way around some Ween. You know, Ween is um I I think, you know, Andrew was pretty spot on with like the absurdity factor like if you if you like there you go that part of it ween is the band and i think the thing that separates them and their live show are the players that sit in with them i mean Mm -hmm. like claude coleman dave drywitz i forgot the david david sanborn for christ drywitz he's the guy who plays with yeah Red, yeah, yeah, same dude. I mean, and so their live okay. shows, I mean, that's why they sound as good. And Diener, like, 
his Gene, guitar yeah. stuff. I mean, that I sent you that show, uh, the Zurich 97 show, Andrew, because I wanted you to hear that tear for Eddie. I mean, he just blistered that song. It was so, they have so many different weird things that, that you can do depending on where you want to go with them. And so, yeah, um, they're fun. Yeah. It was like, so like I was looking for one thing. It turns out that's really not what they are. Yeah. Right. It turns out there was something different. And, and the thing is, uh, I found I found a place where I was pretty comfortable with them. I mean, I don't really know where that stuff would go live. I know where some of it went live. Another song, Voodoo Lady. Oh, great. 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 Yeah, that's hard. That's I've heard that I heard this several years ago and several people repeated it is that, you know, they can do any genre, exactly, whatever. Right. And, and the voodoo lady is certainly a Calypso, you know, avant-garde, you know, smack in the face, especially live on the live at Stubbs, uh, 2001, 2000. No, I think you're 2000 or 2001. That is a great, great, like that was my favorite example awesome. of them live. Yeah, because like I also listened to something Kevin recommended to me, which was like a ninety. No, it was two thousand one. Actually, January two thousand one, but uh, it was not quite my speed. Cup of tea. Cup of tea. Be quite varied, I think, depending on the um, evening. For sure. And like, yeah, I mean, like the condition yeah. of the players involved too. I think that that can be. Am I they play the night before? Right. Are they in, in 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 Gene is a wild card. So Drew, were you at that at that um Aragon Ballroom show with, with I us? have never seen Wayne. Oh, okay. So I saw him play with a bunch of good friends at the Aragon Ballroom and it was I said Gene, but wait, so Dean is the guitarist? Dean. Mm-hmm. And so Gene, it was Gene's birthday. And apparently, and I don't know that this is 100%, but I have some inside sources that it is. Gene is sometimes goes off the rails. And part of the reason why they broke up for a couple of years and Diener's like, dude, you're in a rock and roll band, fucking toughen the fuck up and, you know, work some shit out. But he, it was his birthday that night at the Aragon Ballroom in Dean's just wailing and all he's looking around and he's like, Gene, where are you? You, you, you're, you're up dude. Like he was backstage. I mean, who knows what he was doing, but he's, it, there's a wild card there. Rock and rollers yes. do drugs. Exactly. He's a wild in, card. In, I've, 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 I've heard, I've heard spoken story of, you know, like cocaine being done off of an amp behind like oh, a screen sure. on stage. 
like from There's someone that was standing I want to point out they have a song called Put the Cocaine on My Dick. Yeah. <laughs> or put I the know. Coke on my dick. Okay, Bananas and kind glow. Of backs up my dick joke song. There's a, my dick yeah. joke theory. There's a pretty famous meltdown on YouTube. Um, I think that was Vancouver where uh, Diener just kind of loses it. It's not a very good night for them right before they broke up. Yeah, substance. Like we joke around a lot about it because it's part of the it's it's part of the condition of of music i think sure. but like you know the sobriety of any given artist at any given time it's gonna is, is often their... in in question absolutely and affects their performance yeah they're fragile but enough so where i don't even know if it needs to be a question but uh i mean because the artist is the artist i mean you know he wouldn't be Pete him and was drunk every time he went on stage but it wouldn't have been right. Pete townsend if he wasn't drunk right, right. exactly that's what uh yeah, but Ween's music so, is definitely the product of mixing drugs. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. there's no one single absolutely. drug there's a, there's a, fueling a, yeah. any of those songs. For sure, at least two I mean, to three. I mean, they obviously don't least. give a fuck. So right, uh, um, and they've yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, because you know that's part of the act is to not give a fuck. It, uh, but I mean, I will say they they've obviously worked very tightly on their music. And, and, you know they, it, they don't take that for granted at all except they kind of have that thing in live where they never quite play it how you want them to play it no like no. you know but, kind of like billy corgan-esque oh god well and it's just so because it's always just so because we wanted them to sorry jed oh yeah well yeah be, ex- exactly just because they, you wanted them to right I want him to hit the lick, actually. Right. I got you. No, I got you. <laughs> is kind of what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. They they can be quite sloppy. So to bring it all back, Radiohead hits the freaking lick when they play live. That's <laughs> yes. the cool I thing. I agree. <clears throat> Anyways. Indeed. So. Anyway, how about you, Jed, man? Uh, what's your. All right. Uh, so, yeah, this is a good one to close on. And, this uh, is going to be fun, uh, folks. This, this, this one is going to be fun. I'm going to need your help because. It, we got it, it you, was a, bro. It was a deep, oh, we got deep, you, bro. It was a deep, deep well to, to dive in. And I got. I'm So I'm I'm covering the cure. I want to point out. Jed is younger. I am younger. Rest of us. So I was an '80s kid and uh, and kind of missed out on being old enough to engage oh, in know. in the Cure and all of you know right right so right, so right. I broke it down like this I or even the feeling of the times yeah you know, exactly kind of bred the Cure yeah so I I had I had, I started out in a place that I thought I was gonna end in with this one and I I ended up in a completely different spot with it um, often like or sort of how Andrew describe ween like i came in expecting one thing and and what i was expecting i guess was like the association of the cure with kind of this really dark goth sort of droney i don't know like sad high school girl music yeah right (laughs) yes and like uh, like emo-esque and i I don't think i'm complete yeah like like pre-emo sort of right right feels and uh, I don't think I'm totally wrong in that in, in at least a portion of their music. Absolutely. But Dude, I mean, they... Each uh, of you guys told me to listen to, to something. Sure. And I found that I barely liked... I, I, I didn't like too much of what you guys recommended, to be honest. I didn't like it when we were listening to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was like, actually, listening back, I'm not sure I like The Cure very much. But what I did find on my, like, I don't, you know, fourth, fifth round of, like, okay... So this morning I'm I'm finishing up staining my deck and I put my headphones on and I'm like, should I listen to like, you know, 
pornography. This show, or should I listen to some? <laughs> here? I mean, I, I agree. That's I was trying, I was trying to seek. No, I was trying to seek the good parts of the band. So go yeah. ahead. And so, and then, so what I did, I I had listened to several albums: pornography, nice. faith. Um, that's a great. The top, which mind. is kind of cool. The top then, is a cool fucking uh, album. Kevin, what yeah, was the one is. you recommended to me? Disintegration. Which Disintegration. Like, and so what I realized with open. almost with with all of these, I would get Wrong. like I would no. get well a portion in, and I just like I had a hard time getting through the album. Okay, and it was one of those like uh, there's a little tedium to their to their sound. For sure. Me. Oh yeah. Um, or can or can be pictures yeah. of you. But then you know what? So today I'm That's I'm doing my deck, song. and I'm like I'm just gonna pull up Spotify and hit the like this is the cure. Sure. And like what I realized was I really actually do know a lot of the cure. Oh yeah. <laughs> And it was just like, you know, growing up in the 80s and like watching John Hughes movies and like being around like yeah. all of the stuff. And uh, so what did you know? All of the all of the standard like Friday, I'm in love, just right. heaven, boys don't cry. Right. All those songs in between a forest, all of those like a forest. a forest. What a great tune. Yes, what a great tune. So like I knew I knew all these tunes but never really associated them with like listening to music because sure. they were just sort of background for me. Gotcha. Um which is what we often find when Absolutely. we're doing this. Um So yeah, like so I wrote a couple things that I do and don't like about The Cure and then what I really ended up liking quite a bit. Okay. Um but what I don't like is the acoustic stuff. Like Drew has mentioned me anti-acoustic. Right. And I don't I don't like the um like the heavy breathing like ASMR sort of like <laughs> that wasn't even a like I'm it's having so sex funny. with every person right. listening Tell to us this what thing. ASMR is. ASMR. Tell us what ASMR. Good, I, I, Bless it, your use you, of that term. Wow. I don't know what it stands for, but it's like <laughs> you know what it is when like you a, see it. It's like pornography. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like <laughs> pornography of sound. So like people yes. like, listening to people. Click, or like because click, actually click, I, I have like a sleep app noise. that produces ASMR. Like if you like the sound of someone scratching fabric, you can listen to that. Or you, yeah, if you like, like the people sound have of various like, uh, inte- yeah. like interests fetishes? in ASMR, it's fetish or or just something soothing. I think a lot of people find it. The log so video, soothing. You ever watch the log? No, I like the no. soap videos. Yeah. There's a log video. Like is it just logs hitting? No, it's each other? a time lapse video of a log, and then there's just animals walking across the thing for like an hour. Oh. It's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. But anyway, bad. so the cure was sounded like ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bringing well, us back, Kevin. Fox. Some of it, some of it sounded like ASMR. Some of it sounded like uh, the soundtrack to Twin Peaks, which I think was pretty intentional. <laughs> um, I was like, is there any? I, after listening to a bunch of it today, I was looking, like doing some research and like. Were they in any Twin Peaks episodes? Sounds so surreal. And then, like, there was a whole bunch of stuff that came up uh, talking about the funeral party, 
which was like exactly what I was listening to, being like, right. this sounds like funeral Geeks. party. And there was like an obvious connection that they were, you know, kind of utilizing that sure. as a reference point to make the sounds for that spooky show. But I, what I really, you know, kind of totally like was the, the biggest blind spot of The Cure, as I'll kind of wrap up, was some of the, I think there's some weirdness in some of their albums. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, the top, I thought, like, I found, like, a ton of kind of, like, weeniness to it since, it, since we were on the same topic. I just um, listened to that record recently and there's like all this weird time. like you know time modulation stuff that they're doing and like all the whole random horns for no reason right like things that don't they really do make some sense. world stuff some sitar and like yeah there's you that. know there's just a, a space like some spacey references in that sure. album but then i really robert, robert smith knew his way around the guitar oh yeah it. i mean these guys were really yeah. talented I mean, like I there's mean, no he doubt was legit. about that he was legit for sure in um, my opinion but then I came back to the to the first. I think it's the first two albums, the Imaginary Boys, and I was like, Three Imaginary right, Boys. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, where was where was this recommendation? That, like, that was why like, didn't someone start? Like, was like, hey, you should really start with like the the new the new wave post pop like like post punk, just like kick ass album that was like the the precursor to all the gothy moody shit that was like um, seven so i was really nine, blown away right? at that one i mean yeah, i'll tell you exactly where that recommendation was was uh it's on the extreme edge you know and so you know i think all of us were trying to give you a sample of sure. what they're like and then you could go find what you wanted right yeah they're obviously on the extreme edge but it was like it they're, they're well, I mean, that album is on the extreme edge of their catalog. Yeah, it's sure. like that. Right. It's like that early Dinosaur Junior album. I mean, that thing was raw as hell, and those albums are raw and cool. Or like and, Boy by You Too. Absolutely, those yeah, records. A monster. Uh, maybe their best. Unbelievable, album. dude. And yeah, uh, so, You Too died to me after Joshua Tree, but anyways, agreed. Um, but yeah, that and uh, that and seventeen seconds. I think there's a lot of seventeen really cool music seconds is cool. on those two albums. That like, you know, I find my like, you, you got to find your sweet spot with like sure. with these kinds of bands where it's this broad catalog, and there's so much that that you could find in it. Um, and I'll go back and try to listen to some more because like, didn't they go through like a lot of? I mean, they went through a ton of artists. I just I couldn't keep up with like who was playing what. Yeah, I mean, albums. obviously Robert Smith is basically the brains behind the whole operation, and there's some movable parts. There's yeah, there, there's, he picks and chooses who he wants for what kind of sound he wants. Right, like. and um, it's so, writes all the songs too, basically. I think so. And I've talked about this in season one, but my wife is a ridiculously huge cure fan until i yeah there's a good story coming up in, not right now but sometimes in, until i introduced her to radiohead and that somehow eclipsed it but she's seen the cure like 15 times and passed out in front of robert smith and all kinds of stuff but anyways she like jed was a little leery he's like uh, uh, i'm i'm afraid I was, worried. I was like i thought i would be like you are dead to me for <laughs> But I thought I was going to, until like earlier today or yesterday, I thought I was going to be like, I just don't get it. 
And so, like, I'm glad I there found a go. piece that I'm into. I and I because I do go. get it. I mean, I, I I get a lot of it. it now, you know, I think a lot of it for us, Andrew and Kevin, is that we grew up in that time, and we can like write some things. I mean, that off. was alternative music, exactly. I mean, that was weird I mean, shit. That, like, yeah, if you didn't want to listen to pop, then you kind of went that direction, right. unless you went heavy metal or punk wasn't quite here in America, the hardcore movement yet. Right. And, uh, you know, if you're into some angry shit, that was one direction you could go. Um, I, I particularly did go that direction for a little while. I, when we were listening back to the music, I found some of it kind of fundamental, but you know, whatever, that's cool. I mean, cause it is at base pop music. Yeah. There's Absolutely. a, there's a decent like repetition in a lot of it, which for is sure. that kind of that, I think that source for what came like, left me wanting more turning an album off halfway through because i was just like okay i I need my brain is now bred to like have improvisation be a part of music totally enjoy i get that sure and the thing is i i have a live uh i had a live videotape of them uh the cure they were in france laurent and uh which was actually one of the sites of the uh brutal Paris Massacre. Wow. Uh, but in any case, um, uh, they do lots of improvisation on that, actually. Okay. Uh, and, and actually, the, the crowd sings along with the whole fucking concert. And uh, it's it's actually pretty cool. And Robert Smith shows his chops, and, too. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good damn guitarist, and he's definitely he got... Is. He developed the sound. He's got he a guitar tone, like, sound... Um, so yeah, that's my that's my that was my dive into the cure, which that's cool. Was, you found some redeeming qualities, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty uh, eye opening for me. I, Drew, I came yeah. in Simon Gallup is the guy's name. I was just thinking that you would tell your your experience with the whole go, cure thing, like, oh, my experience, yes. uh, wow. Um, this is when I was, uh, checking out 10 albums a week, uh, from the library, um, <laughs> That's because I could, and I, and I had no friends and you can check out a maximum of 10 albums and, uh, vinyl wow. and, uh, they had the entire cure library there. And, uh, I just started ripping through it and, and recording it at the same time, you know, on, like cassette on audio cassette. Audio cassette tape, Sertron nineties, if you don't mind. I mean, it wasn't even Max L, like all Max L, XL two nineties, all metal. Yeah. No, no, it was no. They weren't metal. They weren't doubly. They weren't. Uh, they weren't nothing. And uh, but you know, they went straight into the car, just listened to the hell out of them, you know. And uh, um, I was to see in high school. I had. Uh, I had bleached white bangs uh that shot out in front of my forehead and so i was a little bit punk in high school except i still wore my eyes out shirts that my mom bought me and shit like that <laughs> but uh but um i had my ear pierced and shit and uh um so i was kind of right there with the cure i wasn't really goth i wasn't goth at all but i liked the cure sure so that's kind of where my you know, I went through the whole catalog, and I mean, I certainly lived and breathed them for a definite period of time. 
Um, so that's where I'm at with it. But uh, Kevin? Well, they were part of a lot of other bands. And I think by, I got into them a little later, but I got into them along with all of those other bands that were really popular at that time, like New Order, Depeche Mode, the Smiths. Um, the Smiths, yeah. Like there was this whole was really big cadre of bands, and The Cure was sure. definitely like the goth girl soundtrack yes. stuff. And that's part of where that disintegration stuff came for, but from. But I think that album for me was kind of a like this music can get out there a little bit. And there's sure. some like deep tracks on that album. And that was the part oh. about it that I liked. And True. Um, I kind of got into the kind of dreamy. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's uh, oh, like a big long, uh, yeah, like a big long dream is a kind of dreamy. Yeah. I mean, the second half of psychedelic, uh, if you will. I yeah. mean, a touch. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, he was uh, he was taking a lot of mushrooms during the recording of that. Um, right on, Robert. So, um, there's definitely <laughs> some space beat. there. But the uh, you're doing the work. I digested so. all those singles as kind of a collection. I had uh, that standing, uh, what is it, standing on the beach, staring at yes, the sea I, singles that collection. Was my, yeah. That right? was my introduction. Oh, yeah, that was the other one that you recommended. Yeah, I that was find it to listen right. to. It's uh, it's not really on the streaming. And services. I think that's the one that would have been like what the effect that I had when I re-listened to that. Like this is actually that's here. the one we listened to when I was there. My my brother had what? that CD, and right? that's how that was my introduction to the Cure. Exactly. So CD. to me, they weren't in. We bought the videotape. Oh wow! Wow. Well, and do you remember yeah. the controversy of the Killing an Arab song? Like oh, how that absolutely. was such a big yeah. deal, right? Like it absolutely. was. I mean, um, it's based on Star Trek. Uh, Camus, the Stranger, actually. Uh, yeah, right. uh, The Stranger oh, by right. Albert, Camus. Albert Camus. Yeah. Um, but that for me, it's a thrilling book, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to read it, Disintegration was the only album I was really ever into from The Cure that way, sure. other than the singles. But yeah, all of those bands were kind of like you made mixtapes back in the day, and Absolutely. there was almost always a Cure oh, song, yeah. right? Oh, like yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. have Just Like Heaven, uh, a couple of those other ones, and then The Cure got happy for a while right they, they made did. a couple of happy albums after that which were those were the acoustic albums yeah i guess so um he the caterpillar i'm in love the caterpillar in, uh, exactly wish, uh, wish right? right um yeah which was, is a which is a great record i love that i recently listened to that one too it's a great record so yeah they were they were definitely so I hear you 100%, Jed, like, and I applaud the work that you did to get to that point where totally, you found some dude. stuff because you found stuff that even, like, we, none of us connected with in that way, and that's really cool. And I think it's it it's one of the reasons why they've been around for so long. Right. It's pretty versatile in some Yeah, parts. I mean, the thing is there's a lot. There's, like, 12 albums before they even got popular. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, so I mean, yeah, that, I, mean that for, the first, I think it was, it was, it was five or I think in. it was seven albums in six years or something when I was looking mm-hmm. at it. I'm like, I mean, that is, just, that is the work. It's a lot brooded. of work. It's a lot of work. I mean, to tell you the truth, there's a whole genre of bands doing but that I, right now. When, but. Like I spent a decent amount of time listening to them the last couple of weeks and I can hear, I can hear a lot of me, like a lot of, I, they're, they're definitely a source for for newer music, for well, they were, for people are people are again, people the archetype. Been, yeah, they're I mean, an archetype. They the archetype. I mean, people are yeah. have been referencing these guys for 
I mean, forever. Absolutely. All bands that um, came behind them right. meant to copy them. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, try and that's get the some story. of their shit. That's the story of it. So, I mean, that's that's my opinion anyway. So, wow, that was but, all four of our blind spots. That was all four of, <laughs> all four of our blind spots uh, in one condensed version. <laughs> there are definitely probably some more blind spots. If this, oh, you know, absolutely. You guys like fine. I mean, we could we could do this episode again too someday. Send us um, someday. Send or us. some references, stuff that you know you haven't heard us mention. Musicchallengepod at gmail.com. Send us can... your blind spots, folks. Yeah, you never know when we might revisit it. So, hey, if you got a good topic you want us to cover, uh, call it your not call us, uh, email us at uh, pod at gmail.com. Uh, make sure you visit our Facebook page, just search Music Challenge Pod. And if you want to actually subscribe from your favorite service, just Google Music Challenge Podcast and you will see us in the top nine spots on Google. So just choose your favorite service and go nuts. Um, and we recommend to do it that way. Uh, but in any case, uh, this has been the Music Challenge Podcast. And for Judd. And Rob. And Rob, yeah, I was waiting for Judd to say something. Sir. Oh, I'll sorry. Lick, lick his cheeks like a squirrel. I paused, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yeah, Rob. Good yeah, okay, good. Good night, guys. And Kevin. Good night, everybody. Kevin, thank you, for, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, we appreciate it, and thanks for uh, contributing your blind spot for the evening. And uh, uh, for the Music Challenge podcast, good night. We'll see you next in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. See you guys.